Hello and welcome to the AMA Update video and podcast series. Today we're bringing you an update on our work so far this year to combat inappropriate scope of practice expansions. I'm joined by Kimberly Orvath, a senior attorney with the AMA's Advocacy Resource Center. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer in Chicago. Kim, it's great to have you back on. Great to be back. Thanks for having me. Well, the last time we talked uh, was about a year ago when the legislative sessions were just getting underway and you told me you were tracking about 60 different bills uh, yeah. across the country. Now that those legislative sessions are coming to a close, what's your update? So when we last talked, right, there are about 60 bills and the state's uh, legislative sessions have been in full swing. We have been tracking hundreds of bills actually mm. since that time. Um, the AMA has been involved in many of them. Um, again, working really closely with our colleagues at the state level, um, providing a national perspective, providing our resources, writing letters as necessary to lawmakers, giving them AMA's opinion on the issues. And overall, it's been really successful. We've been pretty much successful in defending the practice of medicine against those inappropriate scope expansions. And in fact, some states have actually defeated all of their scope bills. States wow. like Texas, they had 132 bills this, this year on scope of practice. Mississippi defeated all of their bills. South Dakota, Indiana as well. So there have been some losses, as you can imagine, tracking that many bills, there's going to be some, but for the most part, it's been a, a very successful legislative session so far. Anything kind of still in motion? Oh, definitely. So there are about a dozen states that are still in session. Um, a couple will adjourn at the end of this month, so just in a couple days. Um, but many will go on to the end of the year and even into next year. So lots of work to still do. Um, we're, we're working really closely with those states that are still in session, again, still tracking those bills, working with states like Michigan and Pennsylvania and North Carolina that are still in session. I'm curious. First of all, there are a lot of bills. Yes. <laughs> Based on what you said, and as you look at that over the course of uh, this session, are there any kind of themes that stand out to you? So I think what we have seen, um, I'll mention two, we have seen an uptick in particularly pharmacist scope expansion bills, and these are bills that would allow pharmacists to diagnose and treat a patient based simply on a CLIA wave test. This is a little bit of carryover from COVID um, when pharmacists were allowed to diagnose and treat for COVID, um, test and treat for COVID. Um, but here in this space, we're seeing pharmacists being able to, to use a, a CLIA wave test to, um, based simply on that test, diagnose a patient for things like strep throat, RSV, the flu, um, urinary tract infections. And this is really problematic and concerning to us Pharmacists are experts in medications and medication management, but they don't have the education and training to diagnose a patient. They don't even have the education and training to physically examine a patient. And you simply cannot nor should be diagnosing a patient based simply on a test. So it's very concerning. Um, we are also seeing a number of bills, a huge uptick in physician assistant scope expansion bills. As an example, last year during the legislative session, there were about 10 states that had PA bills. This year, 20 states had wow. physician assistant bills. So big uptick in those bills as well. One of the other trends that you can't help but notice is it seems like the same bills just keep coming back. You get defeated in a year and then they're back the following year. Curated from more than 3,000 major newspapers, magazines, and journals, the AMA Morning Rounds newsletter delivers the top stories in healthcare right to your inbox Monday through Friday. 
Subscribe today and check out all the AMA's free newsletters at ama-assn.org slash myinbox. That's ama-assn.org slash myinbox. Is this kind of a where the legislators down approach and, you know, does this have an impact on how they perceive these things as they just keep coming across their desks, so to speak? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of legislator fatigue for those legislators that have been, you know, have been there for a long time. There's also new legislators, so there continues to be the need to educate um, about the importance of these bills and um, the difference in education and training, as an example. Um, I will mention physician assistant bill in South Dakota. I think we've talked about this one before, but they defeated that bill, and the South Dakota State Medical Association defeated that bill in 2021 and again in 2022. They knew it was coming back again this year, mm. and they were ready, though. They were inspired by campaigns that other states had created, using in part um, some of the resources that the AMA can provide, like the Scope of Practice Partnership Grants and other things that we can provide to the states, but really inspired by what other states have done. And they turned, and in really the matter of a couple months, created their very own comprehensive campaign. And they were successful. They defeated the bill again this year for the third year in a row. Not only did they defeat it, but they did so by a wider margin than previous years. So just a really strong testament to the power of organized medicine working together and really a medical association saying, look, we've got this. We've got to get our doctors out there talking about this bill. They engaged grassroots and they just, you know, they did it. It's a really great yeah, what example. What a great uh, example of scope of practice partnership, uh, learning from other states, and using the resources that the AMA provides, which, uh, which there are a lot of different ones. And as we talk about these bills coming back, you know, year after year again, I'm sure that you're also innovating in the types of data and resources that you're providing uh, to aid the states in this. Can you talk about what's been particularly effective this year? Yeah, so a couple things. So again, yeah, we do. We continuously update and provide new resources. We have a brand new one-pager series that states like South Dakota were able to use in their efforts. Um, we've also updated things like our physician um, education, our education and training modules, which show the difference in education and training of physicians to non-physicians. We have a brand new module on pharmacists, again, kind of knowing that was coming this year. We recently updated our module on physician assistants, and we're, we've got a couple others that are, that are they're coming here soon that will be finalized. Um, We've also updated our GeoMap series, which has been instrumental in refuting the notion that scope expansions increase access to care in rural areas. So we updated those maps. Again, they just came out with new maps at the beginning of this year using 2022 data. And again, those have been instrumental. We have maps for every single state in the country across four spans of time. And again, those maps are instrumental in showing um, that um, despite the promise that non-physicians make, like nurse practitioners, when they want to expand their scope of practice, they say, legislators, lawmakers, please expand our scope of practice. We will go into the rural areas. And what we can tell from these maps is that has not borne out. Nurse practitioners, for example, even in those states where scope expansions have been permitted, they tend to still practice in the same areas of the state as physicians. And so these maps continue to be very powerful tools in refuting that notion. So again, back to these kind of new tools, having the facts, mm -hmm. uh, being able to share case studies, uh, places where this has worked and where you're able to get out in front of it, um, 
you know, these are all really important. The AMA, of course, has made uh, these kinds of scope of practice expansions a key pillar of the recovery plan for America's physicians. Kim, for uh, those folks out there that want to kind of get involved and make sure they're ahead of the curve when the time comes uh, to defend against some of these, what should they do? Well, one thing that I would say is definitely sign up for AMA's advocacy update. That's a great place where we talk about some of the bills that have been introduced, provide examples of where this AMA has engaged, and um, talk about those states where you know this is a this is a really important issue and one we're tracking closely. So for sure, there. There's also a ton of resources on the AMA website. Um, we have a brand new page there, Education Matters, which provides some of the difference mm -hmm. in education and training of physicians and various non-physicians. And of course, podcasts like this one. <laughs> Absolutely. And we love having you on here because there's so much happening uh, at the federal and state level. Uh, and to hear just uh, about the activity, about what you're putting together, uh, I'm sure that everyone out there appreciates knowing uh, that we're on it. So thank you so much for being here today. Uh, that's it for today's AMA update. We'll be back with another episode soon. In the meantime, find all our videos and podcasts at ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thanks for joining us today. Please take care.